Okay. Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and joining uh, myself and Bobby today are two Arsenal fans. Obviously, Bobby's an Arsenal fan as well, so I'm outnumbered here totally. Um, Adam is from the Instagram page, Always Arsenal, and Yusuf from uh, the Realistic Guna Instagram page. Uh, all the links will be down in uh, the section below the video here. Um, so let's start with you, Adam. Tenth in the league at the moment. What are your thoughts on the performances so far this season? Uh, below average. There's literally nothing else to say than that. But obviously, in recent times, it's looked more positive. But you know what? I was, I was thinking about this earlier, and it's because... We never start a game on the front foot. Like we, we normally start the game on the back foot. So we need to be scoring the first goals because when we don't score the first goals, we struggle. Like yesterday was a prime example. Southampton literally had us on strings until what, like the 70th minute? Yeah. So I feel like if we start with playing games on the front foot, we'll start you know, producing score lines way more. But it's just not been good. I've not been happy. Um, I think when we beat United away, that run of games after that, that's when I really started to question like the club. And I was thinking, something needs to yeah. change now. Um, then obviously, the Chelsea game, Mikel obviously had to rotate and had to try new things. And it worked. It obviously worked. But I'm, 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 I'm more positive now. But yesterday definitely took my positivity down a little bit. But yeah. again, the squad was understandable of why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the thing uh, is, yeah, even yeah. like... Arguably, that is the second team. But yeah. still, they're, all those players in the week have obviously gone to Arteta and they're begging him, like, oh, come on, you got to give me a chance. you got to let me play. And they yeah. kind of let him down because, like, I mean, Pepe was below average. Yeah, just seems to scuff every chance he gets. And then, yeah, you know, Willian still not had any shots. <laughs> like, Jesus. I can't deal with Willian anymore. I've, I've lost I just patience. don't want him on the pitch. How I've that lost... guy's even playing is just... I don't really know. Just another know, one yeah. of Chelsea's finished players stuck with him. Well, yeah, and obviously winning the FA Cup last year, you lot, and then got the Community Shield this year. So, do you think that how much more were you expecting from this season, considering how last season ended trophy-wise? Uh, all right, I'll be honest with you. like after the ending we had last season, because. I did think because beating sides like Chelsea and Man City, sides that nobody really gave us an opportunity to. I didn't believe we would get wins against such teams. And obviously, we had good wins in the league towards the end of the season. Yes, we finished eighth, but and then obviously, we won the FA Cup and then had a good result against Liverpool in the Community Shield. Now, my expectations going into this season, don't get me wrong, I wasn't expecting to get into the top four because... Our squad is still not good enough to get the top four because we're still stuck with a lot of players who are just simply not good enough to play for this football club. Yeah. Players that we need to offload, just get rid of altogether. But I'll be honest, my expectations was... I was expecting us to have a goal for that top six, maybe finish sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh, realistically. Just qualify for the Europa League. And that was the expectation because we all know we're not good enough just yet to get the top four. If we are to get the top four... We need at least four or five really good signings. That's my opinion on things right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Adam, yeah. what, what would you maybe like take as your ideal, obviously realistic ideal finish this season? Well, it's uh, hard to say. What could... uh, Considering the start we've had right now, realistically, I can see us finishing quite similar to last season or else it will probably be at best. Obviously, 
I'm not ruling out top six yet. I mean, I'm not. I don't think we will get it. But mm. considering how mad open this season has been, what have we got to lose just to make a push for it? I mean, I don't think we'll get it because the likes of Leicester and those teams are better than us. But it's possible because everybody's just dropping points this season. But realistically, I think we'll be seventh, eighth, ninth, somewhere like that. Yeah, Adam, do you agree? Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like you said, with teams like... It's so open, the league. Like you said, literally, Chelsea look like title contenders and now... They're looking more like us. Do you know what I mean? Like we was apparently like a reaction, yeah. yeah. And now what we temp climbing up the table gradually, but every game is crucial. Like before, you know, if you lost one game there and then, it would be like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But we have to win every single game if we really want to try. Obviously, we've got games coming up. I think against mm-hmm. like City, um, United at home. Yeah, so we're gonna struggle. We're gonna really struggle, but we have to win every single game. Or not, you know what I mean? Not, we're not going to win every game, but we have to try and have the mentality to win every game. And then I believe, you know, we yeah. might be able to go for. Do you know what? Unfortunately, like we should never be saying this, but I'll be happy with like a, a seventh, eighth finish. Do you know what I mean? Like only this season. It's a process. As, as, <laughs> yeah. as everyone says, it's a process. Yeah, it is a process. Um, that's, that's that's all I think. Like, I'll be happy with seventh, eighth. I won't be happy. You know what I mean? I won't be happy. Content. But, but how it is... In the context yeah, of the season, the how it's season, gone, be happy. it's better. However, than... you never know. Yeah. We could be going... We could get better than that. You just don't know because teams like Villa and all that, I feel like they they, they might eventually drop off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they might I start losing. I can't see Villa winning like all these games like they are now. Who else? I think Leicester will carry on because they're, they're, they're brilliant side. But even Chelsea, they're not mm-hmm. looking good at all at the moment. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I... I, I I mean, even Liverpool are dropping off a little yeah. bit. I mean, I think we can write them on. No, no, no. But I'm right in City. I'll have anyone out. If I had to pick anyone, it'd be City to win the league. But Well, for uh, the league, I totally agree. Uh, the reason why I would say City as well is because since they've signed Ruben Diaz, their defence is just not conceding. Best defence in the league. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, United are up there. But I wouldn't say United to win it because apart yeah. from David De Gea, who's the only player surviving from the Ferguson time to have won the league, none of these players have the experience. All this Man City squad, most of the players, I know the likes of David Silva, company, they're all left, but... Most of the players who won the last league title are still there. Those players have got the experience. Man United squad don't have the experience in this position. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah hundred good point. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think it's they... just like with United. It feels like at any minute they could just fall apart just yeah. because of their track record. The thing is, because of how mad this season is, nearly every one of the big teams have had a bad run of form. The only one who's yet to fall, mm. Man United, had a poor start to the season. But yeah. they've yet to really have a bad patch. And it would be because every time what I've noticed with United since Oli's been there, every time they've gone on long streaks without losing, the moment that streak ends and they tend to lose a game, they tend to fall apart after that. So I reckon something similar would happen again. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Bobby, if we just go to you quickly, if we went back to uh, the Emery time at Arsenal and he was heavily criticised with a lot of the results that um, he got. Do you think, or how much do you think the club has improved under Arteta, or do you think we're still, you're still around the same, you know, level? I, I'm not totally sure. I mean, I know at, at the moment it's been better in terms of recently getting rid of some of the deadwood. Like obviously, Kalasinac is gone, Socrates is gone, Urz was gone after he's not playing. I don't know. Like with Emery, 
it just felt like we were in that transition and he was the manager after Wenger that maybe wasn't going to be the one. But, you know, he was he was there to do a job. And obviously, we had a great run. We went like 20 games unbeaten, but then it all sort of fell apart at the end. And with Arteta, I still think it's really difficult to judge. Like, you know, we've had the ups with the, you know, winning the cup. Some could say you've paved over the cracks of like the bad things with that. But, you know, I don't think we've ultimately got as best as better as we should have for where we are now. I think it can get better, but it all depends, one, on whether the players are going to turn up, two, on maybe the transfer activity and, you know, the backing from the board. But, yeah, it's just really difficult to tell because it seems like we can either pick up a decent run of form. But then again, what I don't get is we've sort of tossed the FA Cup aside like it didn't really matter. But realistically, that could have been one of our opportunities to save something from this season again, like last season. Because realistically, yeah, we may go to Southampton and win the game because we've got a stronger team. But that three points takes us up to what, like ninth or eighth in the league? And personally, I'd rather maybe do not as well and come maybe eighth or ninth in the league and then get another trophy because, you know, getting a trophy is a good thing to do. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if he plans on going for Europa League run. I'm not totally sure what the idea is at the moment, to be honest. Uh, Adam, would you agree that maybe that you haven't improved as much as maybe you would have hoped? Do you know what? Under, under Emery, I think he improved our attacking a lot. You know, he got us goals. You know, we, mm. we scored a lot of goals in games. And then now under Arteta, and then our problem with Emery was our defence still. Our defence yeah. was still yeah. goals. Under Arteta, he's improved our defence, but we're struggling to get the goals. So mm. both managers have both come in, they sort of improved something. But then there's no balance between them both. Do you know what I mean? We need a balance between defending well mm. and scoring goals. So I feel like Emery, in a way, was harshly criticised a lot at the end of his time. But the results we started getting, when we, when we started losing like in the Europa League against teams that I've never even heard of at home. And that was sort of the, when we was like, OK, something needs to change. And then we had to change. But like um, Bobby said, it... I don't know if Arteta is the right sort of... I hope he is, and I do trust him, but mm. is he the right sort of experienced manager that will bring this club forward, if you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he has enough experience to handle sort of the difficult situations that it's, it's comes hard, with it. I, hats off to him. It's a hard situation. You've got old... Like, you've got, like I said, dead good players in your club. Mm-hmm. So you have to get rid of them, and then you have to build who you want, who you think's going to fit your system, who you think's going to win you games. So that's, that's why, obviously, we're calling it a process because we have to wait for transfer windows. We have to wait for players to leave. Like I said, this month has been, I'll say, has been successful so far. We've got yeah. rid of Klasnach, Ozil. Again, paying 350k a week for someone to sit at home, you know, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then who else we got? And then Socrates as well. That's, what, about 550k off the wage budget alone? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Ryan, I think, was a, was a good deal, actually, to bring in. Um, yeah, I had no idea that was happening. No, 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 no one idea. did. No one did. Um I think that's a really good deal, though, because he's uh, he's got Premier League experience. I know, obviously, there's you can question why he got dropped by Brighton. He must mm-hmm. have done. I mean, he must have. But I feel like we're going somewhere. It's just very, very, very slow. Yeah. You, yeah. What did you make of the uh, Özil departure? Were you? Oh, I mean, a lot of Arsenal fans were glad to see him go. Were you one of those? Uh, you're talking about the Özil situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I appreciate what Mr. Ozil did for this football club and his time, but I just thought that 
Well, I mean, I don't agree with the way he was treated, but I do think his time was coming to an end anyway, because even when Emery did give him opportunities and he played about, what, 20 or so games in Emery's first season, played a bit under Arteta, his level of performances was starting to drop. He just wasn't the player he was when we first signed him. Like in his last season, I think, or the first season under Emery, when he had five assists or six assists all season, that just simply... Yeah. isn't good enough for me, in my opinion. If you want to compare him to creative players like De Bruyne or some, somebody as good as him, six assists a season mm-hmm. is just not good enough. And I think that obviously in another reason why he got dropped was because he's just... Yeah, I appreciate, like I said, what he did for the club, but his work rate at times is just pathetic. It's just not good enough. And as well, a lot of people forget about... I just get annoyed about the amount of delusional fans who talk about Ozil all the time. Oh, Ozil... Yeah, I get that we're lacking creativity, but we could spend the money and get someone else. Ozil's not the player he was. Another thing is, a lot of people forget the bad things Ozil did during the time. I haven't forgotten games away to Atletico Madrid three years ago in the semi-final when Martin Keon came out mm-hmm. heavily of DT Sport and criticised the guy because we were losing the game 2-0 and he was stuffed off the pitch by Arsene Wenger and the guy just walks off as if he doesn't care and he did the exact same thing again in the Europa League final against Chelsea with 20 minutes to go. I know we were 4-1 down and the game was over, but at least we're trying to come back in the game, you know. Don't walk off the pitch as if you don't care. But people forget. This is what annoys me about certain Arsenal fans. They forget all the bad things these players do, do, but then because they have one or two good performances, they start hyping up everyone again. And I seriously do get annoyed of this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously, yeah. there are a few players that came and go. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob, do you have something to say about Ozil? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, obviously, there was a lack of creativity and everyone was screaming out for him to come back. I don't... At the time, I didn't think it was the uh, the play. And obviously, now, it seems that we have got Odegaard on loan from Real Madrid, which could be, you know, it would be quite good to see if he could fill in that role, give Smith-Rowe a little bit of competition, give him some experience. So, yeah, that's, I was just going to add on that it's good to see we've actually brought someone else in. Yeah. And in the summer, you sold uh, Emmy Martinez to, to Villa and he has delivered some quite good performances um, for them this season. Adam, were you disappointed with the sale? <sighs> oh, yeah, of course I was disappointed because he's a player that I really liked. Um I always felt like he never got enough game time. So when he finally did, he started to prove himself. And he started to, you could see it. Like, you could see that he, he was not, he was too good to be a backup. So then you sort of had to tell yourself, you sort of had to say to yourself, it's either going to be Leno or Martinez. Because you can't have two yeah. players of that quality, goalkeepers, one sitting on the bench week in, week out. And I, I know we say they can compete for number one, but with most clubs, you, you have a number one goalkeeper who plays all the Premier League games normally, and then you normally have like a backup who plays your cup games. That's sort of what it is. Yeah. Martinez was too good to um, to be to be on the bench, and Leno. It's not like Leno played badly. Do you know what I mean? Leno kept proving himself to be good. No, yeah. With Martinez, I thought his yeah. his, his delivery was much better. Like from the goal kick, I think his his goal kicks are much better than Leno's. You know what I mean? Like he can play like a long ball up where Leno can't as much. That's the only thing that I really liked. In, in Martinez yeah. and also obviously he was a great mm-hmm. player um, but I feel like it was right we got, we got a decent bit of money for him you know 20 something million for a player that a couple of years ago you'd be like he's just he's Deadwood but obviously do you know what I mean like a few years ago when he got no chances what he had like 10 loans something, something like that you sort of yeah, thought okay yeah his player ain't the right like a good player really but obviously then he really proved himself 
I started, you, you know, I personally could see how much he was improving. And then I was very sad to see him go, but I think it was the right decision for him, for the club, and for like the financial situation, money in. Um, so yeah, I was say I, I was happy to see him go for his own sake. And now look at him, he's thriving at Villa. They're doing well. It shows maybe yeah. he's coming and transformed that Villa side because they were, they were what they scraped one point off relegation or maybe one point yeah, or something. Yeah, they saved up on the last they day, actually, I think. They yeah. saved up on goal difference. Yeah. Goal difference, yeah. So, yeah, goal difference. So, I feel like, you know, you could debate it, say he came in and changed that team. Um, so, mm. I think it was good for him I'm, and I'm happy for him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. And mm. brought into the club uh, during the summer, there was obviously party came in and uh, Gabrielle at the back and they were both you know, considered that they would raise Arsenal's game a bit. Yusuf, what have you made your, their, of their impact to the side? Uh, I think Gabriel was being a really solid centre-back to add to the squad because personally, I think the centre-backs we've had, don't get me started on because I don't want to go on a rant on the stream. Mustafi, don't get me starting about that guy. He's just not reliable. He's not good enough. Socrates yeah. was all right, I suppose, but Gabriel yeah. alone, just that signing has literally, in my opinion, improved the defence. Yes, we were improving since Mikel Arteta got the job because he's made us a bit more hard to beat and more organised yeah. at the back. But Gabriel, this season, there's so many games where he has... He's been one of our standout players this season. Like, Apart from the game, the only game that I'd say where he wasn't great, but that everyone was awful that day, was the Aston Villa game that we lost mm -hmm. 3-0. But other than that... The Leicester game, let's, all right, let's just talk about that one. The game that we lost 1-0 to Leicester, for example, yeah? Gabriel had a really solid performance. And although that game was quite dead and boring and frustrating at 0-0, there was just one moment in that game which Vardy came off the bench. And at that moment, Gabriel went to the left side because he sensed the danger that Madison or whoever was on that side. Now, I can't remember. But he was yelling at Mustafi that day to go and cover the space in the middle because he is aware of the mm -hmm. danger there, but Mustafi is too brain dead for his own good to cover that space. And so he let Vardy sneak in behind and we ended up losing that game. But overall, he has been really solid and it was a really good signing. For 25 million, he's easily worth more than that. That is a bargain done, in my opinion, yeah. for Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, I think he's won three uh, player of the months as well. He's just settling in quite nicely. Obviously taking his time to learn the language as well because I'm not totally sure he was fluent when he came here. But yeah, I think it's a great sign, especially his age as well. Well, and, yeah. And Bobby, what have you made of uh, Party's impact? If, he, if at all. I mean, it's been a slow and steady start with him, hasn't it? You know, he, he came in last minute signing on deadline day. Everyone was really excited about it. And, you know, when he's come on, he's shown that he's just that sort, you know, he's got that class and that ability. I mean, he's not played that much, obviously, because he's been out with injury. The few games he has played, he has played pretty well. You know, the um, Newcastle game, he put in a nice performance. And I think he could be more of a bit of a, seem like a January signing because, you know, he hasn't played as much as we would have liked him to. Everyone was quite excited, but it's not happened in our favour, really. But yeah, I think obviously it's a great signing, it allows our to have uh, you know a holding midfielder that doesn't just constantly pass the ball backwards and sideways, which just does my head in. So yeah, it's Tom, nice Tom to actually started about that. Yeah, yeah don't Lenny Yaka, nah, the worst combo you can ever pick in that midfield. Yeah, <laughs> I think Partey might even... and backwards. 
talking What's about that? this sideways and backwards thing that has been going on for such a long time. There's nobody oh, really stop. annoys me on the ball. And a lot of people laughed yeah. at me back then, but it is so true. The reason why I called Mohamed Lenny into Mohamed sideways, because if you notice what that guy does when he has the ball, all he does is pass it sideways or backwards. Now, I don't mind you bringing him on the pitch when, we, when we're winning the game 2 or 3-0. He can do it as much as he wants, but just... Him and Shaka starting together doesn't work because they're yeah. two defensive-minded midfielders. If you yeah. want to play, uh, I don't know, play Mohamed Neni, either he has Sabayas or somebody else who doesn't do backwards because them, him and Shaka together, we've yeah. tried it. It just doesn't work. And when I see them both playing, it really annoys me because Shaka does try, but then you've got the idiot next to him passing it sideways and backwards. And it's just really mm -hmm. frustrating. It does my head in, like you said. <laughs> And yeah. in the summer, obviously, the, the, uh, we kind of touched on it a bit earlier, but the free transfer of Willian, who had done quite well oh, with Chelsea, oh, the, the, the hedge, uh, again, hiding there. A, it's fair to say he has been probably one of the biggest disappointments I'm sure you've had at the club so far, Adam. Yeah. But what oh. do you make of him? Uh, how do I describe him? Uh, a player that I would love to just release. I would love to just snitch him in right now. Uh, no. Do you know what? He's a player that he... The, I think the biggest problem with him is he, he takes so long to pass the ball. He literally gets the ball and he, yeah. and he tries to, you know, like, hold on to it. And then by the time he passes the ball, he either loses it or, or he gets, like, intercepted. And there's no... At Chelsea, saw him. He used to be able to score like free kicks all the time. He used to be able to like run down the wing and like dart a ball in. Uh, with us, he just—he just—it's like he's lost that. It's like he—he's come in just to like sort of doss around, sort of just play, just like if he could be bothered, make a run. Do you know what I mean? The, what's he had like? Yeah. I think he's only—he's had zero shots on target since the first game, which is that first game. Fine. I think like every fan against Fulham, we we can all say, oh, okay, William looks quite cool. Like he's he played really well against him. Everyone yeah. starts to hype him up, and then I can't What's say since then? <laughs> yeah, nothing. That's yeah, what I'm nothing. saying. Since then, I have no praise for him, not one bit. And I think he he has to be the biggest waste of money for a long time. No, like literally. It was a free transfer, but it's a, still a waste. Yeah, the wages, the amount of wages that the they're waste. getting as well. It's a waste. So I'm not happy with him. But, <laughs> you know, you never know. And the thing is, we're stuck with him for three years. Don't forget that. Yeah, no, well, I don't think yeah. anyone would be willing to come in and voluntarily take him away. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Arteta annoys me. I can't lie. Arteta does annoy me in that sense because he always tries to back Willian and tries to make excuses for him. Be like, oh, we're still adapting. I'm sorry, but how can you adapt when you've been in the Premier League for what, seven, eight years? Yeah, and I he know, still makes excuses week in, week out. And I don't know what is Obviously, you have to play players that you're paying. Do you know what I mean? You have to play him. Obviously, Willian's going to go up to him and be like, you know, please play me, boss. Like, blah, blah, blah. But he always feels like he has to play him. And he sometimes brings Willian on instead of Pepe, for example, off the bench. And not being funny, but I'd rather see, much rather see Pepe. Like, I know Pepe's also been um, under thriving, one. but I'd still rather see Pepe than Willian all day long. Yeah. 100%. yeah. And I'm if... glad it happened anyway, because I was calling for this thing for some time to happen, you know. Every single time, I used... I'm not Arteta out, but at times I have questioned his team selections because the likes of 
Hector Bellerin, Willian, like, why on earth were they playing week in, week out when they just do nothing? They don't contribute nothing to the team. And I'll tell you all, Willian, what that guy does, yeah? His crosses are so awful. Either they don't beat the first man or they just beat everyone and go out of play. That's all yeah. he does. Well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, we'll put your links down below and make sure everyone to go and check them out. Uh, thank you for listening. That was The Final Whistle. <laughs>